I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I can't believe really that I'm saying this, but like the Bucks are playing. This is a hat and t-shirt game on Sunday when they play the New Orleans Saints. This is for a third straight division title. And... I was thinking about this. Like, there's been really three winning eras in Bucks football, right? You go back mm-hmm. to John McKay, 79 through about 84. Um, you know, they, they won a division title. They, they went to the NFC Championship game in 79. They had a strike year that they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs one other time. They got blasted by Dallas in both occasions, I think. And then there was a whole bunch of years after that where they sucked. <laughs> they weren't good at all. And then came the Tony Dungy years, right, where he comes in the first year, you know, they, they win about six games, and then, boom, you know, he makes playoffs four out of six years. Season always seems to end in the playoffs in, in Philadelphia where they can't score a touchdown. They go up there and lose a couple of times. But then right at the end, I'll tell you what, man, I got to give Tony a lot of credit, you know what I mean? John Gruden comes in, 0-2, makes a trade. Bucks go, win the Super Bowl. And then they're, you know, they, they win the division three of the next six years, right? And John gets fired after starting nine and three. He gets fired after the uh, 08 season. Uh, and then it goes dark for 12 years, right? Like 12 years go by. Well, guess what? Since 2020, it's been a pretty damn good run. Right here for the Bucks. Four straight I playoffs. Mean, you, four straight playoffs. You got a Super Bowl and something they have never done, which is when potentially if they win on Sunday, three straight division titles. Now, you look at the NFC South when it was started in 02. Of course, the Bucks won the first one. Um, they were kind of all handing it back and forth to each other. But in reality, the, the the previous four years, New Orleans has dominated this division. They won four straight championships until the Bucks began their current run. And, of course, one of those, their last one, uh, 2020, the Bucks went into New Orleans as a wild card. And, of course, we know what happened there. They went on and won the Super Bowl. But this is arguably, okay, the second best maybe, and we don't know how long this will go, it could we could be witnessing i'm just saying this like cuz you know i could spin this forward and say well you know baker resigns and they get a couple more drafts and these young defensive players like yaya diaby and kalaja Kansi and winfield's a hall of famer and you know next thing you know um they're back in the playoffs and 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 going deep and maybe they win a super bowl in the next couple of years i don't know but we could be witnessing maybe a, another golden age of buccaneer football as hard as that, you know, three weeks ago, for a month ago, for sure, people wanted to run bowls out of the uh, out of the town on rails. They wanted Baker gone, all that stuff. Um, and now you look at it and you go, well, wait a minute. 
they've been playing football here for less than 50 years. And this is only the third time that you can really say, you know, this is a playoff, perennial playoff franchise, right? In in, in a league where you're supposed to have parity and you're supposed to be back every other year. But I'm, I'm willing to see where this goes. Like I, I'll be, you know, what if it's five and seven years? What if it's seven and nine years? Like, we don't know when this run is going to end. And they're sort of threading the needle, and they were at the beginning of the year, and and people had them pick 31st in the power rankings. And I said, I think their ceiling is 10 games. I'd stay with that. Um, But they could get better from here because they're going to have salary cap room. They're going to have a little stability maybe at, at coach and quarterback offensive coordinator looks like he knows what he's doing and he's going to be getting better as he gets, you know, his tours through the league. It's interesting, isn't it? To think about like, what are we kind of in the middle of right here without really knowing? It's and and who thought, as you said, just even a month ago, yeah, like look bad. He thought Todd Bowles would be run out of town. Baker Mayfield wouldn't be resigned. Mike Evans is gone. Like sure. Go through the whole gamut. Like Devin White, break up the yeah. team. It was over. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many stories in the NFL like that this year. By the way, I know. Like the I Buffalo know. Bills were written off for dead. They may win the AFC East. <laughs> That's stupid. right? Like if the Dolphins lose to the Ravens this week, which, which is a good possible. possibility, and yeah. Buffalo wins, like next week they could win the AFC East. They could win the damn title. Yeah. yeah. The Chiefs a month ago were going to take you know be in the, running for the number one seed. Now we'll see if they make the playoffs. Like yeah, I mean that's the way the NFL goes right now. But four straight years of making the playoffs, assuming the Bucks win one of the next two games. Let's just assume huh. that for this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Which the great thing is they have to win one of two. Well, that's it. If you you know you don't want to have to go to Carolina and win no. there. I mean, I, but they're a two and twelve you know team right mm-hmm. now. So yeah, but you know you'd rather do it on at home in front of your fans, oh, sure, Absolutely. and then have a week to decide whether you want to play, rest, rest play rest a half, rest, yeah. play. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, anybody who's dinged up, you're going to sit, but the others will play. You know, whatever you want to do, whatever mm-hmm. you think you need to do, you know, you have options at that point. Yeah. But four straight years, I mean, just think about this five years ago. Jameis Winston's in the last year of his contract. Bruce Arians is here. Jason Light hires Bruce Arians to fix Jameis Winston. To save him. Or yeah. to try to save him. If anyone can save him, it's the mm-hmm. quarterback whisper. Yep. Yeah. And he throws, what, 30 interceptions that year? 30 and 33 touchdowns, yeah. yeah. Right. Two pick, uh, pick six to start the year. And one yeah, it was like six pick that. sixes that year or something. I mean, just crazy. It was, it was ridiculous, yeah. You know, and you're sitting there thinking, oh, great, here we go. Yeah. And but start over. Then, you know, Bruce Arians is a big part of it. But then, what's behind door number two? Mm-hmm. And you get Tom Brady to come. Changes everything. And and the whole fr- as you've always said, the culture is winning. Uh, it is. It really is. You know, and Tom Brady changed that culture. Mm-hmm. So much so that you've got guys in this team that have won rings. Right. And so even this year, with fifty-five million of dead cap money. But you found a quarterback, another quarterback with a chip on his shoulder. And that's the key. That's the key to the whole thing. I, I mean, listen, and I remember talking to Jason Light about this because one of the things when they when they got Tom Brady, of course, you know, I mean, that that's breaking news enough, right? Like, you got Tom Brady. 
And if you remember how improbable that sounded, right, <laughs> at the time. Tom Brady's coming to Tampa? What? We can't have nice things. And then they did. Well, even um, even through that, you couldn't have OTAs. You didn't have all that because of COVID. Yeah, like, it was is, COVID. Is he really here? Is it really? Like, then you started yeah. going, they're going to cancel this season. We're not even going to get I know. Most Tampa <laughs> thing ever, right? Like, we're going to have Tom Brady, and they're going to be able to play the Super Bowl and all that. Uh, and even then, they played it with, you know, 25,000 healthcare workers, whatever. But, okay, so they win the Super Bowl, and then, and then some, right? And, and you go through, you know, it was like a meteor. You know, it was like big and bright and loud, and then it was gone. Um, but even saying that, like you're thinking, okay, well, that's, that's incredible, but it's probably over, you know, like that's all there is. No, not necessarily. Like, you know, they have managed to thread this needle with, with a good, a good draft, um, young players. They, you know, they had to get younger. They had been a very old team with Tom and, and what Tom needs, which is veteran players, uh, all the salary cap limitations and then the next thing you know you find the hungry quarterback on his fourth team in 17 months and not only that but you hire a first time play caller I keep I marvel at what Dave Canales has been able to do and I really mean this like he's been overmatched for much of the year and how could he not be Right, like, sure, you're in Seattle for 15, 16 years with Pete Carroll, going back to USC. But on all that time, Pete Carroll never looked at you and said, "Hey, I think you're we're grooming you to be a coordinator." He kept hiring people outside the building. Okay, and so you come in here, and let's be honest, everybody else said no. Okay, that that's why they got down to you. Um, and the reason they said no at the time they hired these court or interviewed these coordinators was. They didn't have a quarterback under contract except for Kyle Trask. There was no Baker Mayfield at that time. You know, it, it was, we fired a bunch of coaches, we're going to hire a coordinator, and then we'll go see who our quarterback will be. Uh, and and here comes Baker for $4 million, you know, way undervalued contract. You got Carr going to New Orleans. You got Garoppolo and big money in Oakland, uh, or with the Raiders, not in Oakland, um, in Las Vegas. And, you're thinking, yeah, this is not going to be good. Like, and, and then they start 3-1, and one, it surprises you. And then reality sort of hits, right? And you see the flaws in the team. You see the flaws in the coordinator. You can't run the ball. It's like Baker's okay, but he's not, you know. And then whammo, like these guys have really, like this is not smoke and mirrors now. They, they've beaten some decent teams. I'm not saying they've beaten, you know, the 49ers or the Eagles or anybody like that. But, you know, that Packers win was big, even though the Packers are a great team. And and I thought last week's win with Jacksonville was huge. And not just winning, but the way they did it, right? Coming out and dominating. I mean, 30 to nothing. Steve, when was the last time you saw this Bucks team up on somebody 30 to nothing? Anyone? I can't. I'm sure there it has at some point. Or so long ago. I mean, I remember a couple of games they were down like that to New Orleans, particularly. Yeah, yeah, the New Orleans games were, were really bad. But I mean, it's been a while since you've taken that to somebody and and so thoroughly beat them. And so, look, um, they've got some momentum, but it's not just for this year. You know, I think the interesting thing is, and we don't know where this year will end up. 
I think it ends up in the playoffs, and I think they win their third straight division title, which, like I said, they never have done before. You cannot sneeze at that. You cannot minimize that. No one gets to the Super Bowl unless they make the postseason, and you're only guaranteed to make it if you win your division. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care what the records of the rest other teams are. It doesn't really matter. It's cyclical, you know? Um, and, you know, that that's how you get in. If they do it, and they do it for three straight years, and, oh, by the way, Todd Bowles was the head coach for two of them, um, hats off. I mean, and, and, you know, now you add to what you've just gotten, you know, the Kalijah Kansies and the Winfields and the, you know, these guys that are playing great on defense. And your offensive line, by the way, you know, with all the changes you made, you know, having to move Tristan Wirfs to left tackle, you know, not having Ryan Jensen again. Robert Hainsey as the center, he's the only guy that was coming back, really. You, you make the move with Filer with an injury, and Stinney comes in, and he makes a big difference. Um, Luke Gedeke, which, by the way, go, go to Tampa.com dot com and Tampa Bay Times and, and read the story about Luke's mic'd up. You also watched Luke's mic'd up event, which is, he's hilarious. Um, now, now going to become one of the more popular players on the team. Um, but you know they they've stuck together and they've they've had a little continuity. And they figured out how to run the ball, and then you have a Rashad White who I didn't think was going to be special at all, uh, but they finally figure out they can throw him the ball, and now he looks like the best version of Alvin Kamara, you know, and could rush for a thousand yards. I mean, here's the things this weekend that they could do. Uh, Chris Godwin with a hundred and something yards could go over a thousand again, third straight year, I think for him. And really just, it seems like five minutes ago, we're talking about how he didn't have a catch in a game. Mike Evans leads the NFL with, uh, I think, was it 13 or 14 touchdowns? Uh, he could tie, you know, his own club record with another touchdown catch. Uh, you have a chance for Rashad White, who I just mentioned, to go to a thousand yards. First thousand yard rusher for the Bucks since two thousand and fifteen with Doug Martin. And oh, by the way, the Bucks have never had two one thousand yard receivers and a one thousand yard rusher in in club history. And we're talking about an offense that was not good for a very long time. Couldn't run the ball at all. Uh, so for them to accomplish that, you know, all of a sudden you go, well, what if you kept all those people? What if Dave Canales came back after one year through the league? And what if Baker Mayfield was your quarterback and you added pieces around him and so on and so forth? Like, all of a sudden, you know, these three straight division titles could become four or five. Um, you could maybe go to, you know, six or seven straight playoffs. I mean, it, it really changes sort of like where you're at uh, in the timeline of the Bucks, the Bucks history. All I'm saying is enjoy it if you're a fan because you don't know when those dark days are coming. Look, it was 12 years of no playoffs in a league that is all about parity, right? I mean, you got you to gotta be really bad as an organization to go 12 years and not make the postseason. And only two winning seasons in those 12 where they missed it. Yeah, I mean, they. Uh, there's a reason that before Tom Brady got here, they had the worst winning percentage among all the major four sports in America. North American sports, yeah. yeah. I mean, the worst. Mm-hmm. 
There's a reason. It's those long years I, and those long. Because I covered the team. Yeah. That's what well, the reason was. Of course, of course. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the twelve years prior to to you know Tom Brady arriving, and then the mm-hmm. time between you know before John Gruden, you know, before Tony Dungy righted the ship. They had five coaches in ten years, if you count Gruden's departure. The you know his mm-hmm. departure year. Yeah, five in ten years. And yep. I'm not good at math, but that's one every two years or so. The amazing thing is, is they're still one of the worst winning percentages because it takes a long time to yeah to raise that, especially in the NFL. Right, but they've got two Super Bowl trophies, and only nine or so organizations in football can mm-hmm. say they have more mm-hmm. than one. You've got organizations don't like have any. like the Browns and Lions have never been to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I mean, it's the Lions haven't won a division title. We talk about division titles, right? And mm-hmm. this is going to be possibly the third one. They're going for number three in a row, okay? The Lions haven't won a division title for 30 years. I mean. They had never won an it, NFC North title. Yeah. It was the and Central that, Division. That's when since they, 02. Yeah, you it know? was the Central Division when they won it in 93. Yeah, the Bucks were in that division, yeah. And, uh. Yeah, so I mean, you know, when you put that in perspective with other organizations and you go, oh, wait, okay, like, forget about the Bucks. What about just around the league? Like how many teams are out there that have won the playoffs and been to the playoffs this many times in a row? It's not that many. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, – and I, and I – look, not for nothing. A couple of weeks ago I'd have told you that, you know, this team's dead in the water and it's hard – it's hard – Listen to me now. It's hard to win for a month, right? They needed to win for a solid month without losing to get above 500, and they did, right? Like It's hard to do that in the NFL. Um, and so to get to 8-7, and seven, a chance at 10-7, and seven, win the division, and now all of a sudden, if you look at the NFC, as my good friend Ira Kaufman would say, who scares you in this division? You know, or in this conference, it, it there's not a super team. Uh, you know, at one point you just said San Francisco, right? But I saw San Francisco, and to be honest with you, if the Bucks kind of had what they have today on offense, they finish those two drives late in the second half, and they win by a point in San Francisco against against a really good defense that the Forty ers had. Um, you know. And you just look around the NFC and you go, all right, is Philly really that good? Philly's been struggling for a month now. Dallas can't win on the road. They beat the hell out of the Bucs on the road last year in the first round, and maybe they would again because that's who the Bucs would play, either Dallas or Philly. Um, but are they super teams? Are you afraid of them the way you're playing right now? No, not at home. Like you got a little juice, you know? And the good teams that get into the playoffs that, that go on a run in December have a little bit of momentum. Those are the ones that you got to look out for. You know, there's a lot of teams that have been good throughout the year that if they're not playing well when they get there, uh, it's hard to just turn it on, you know. And and so the Bucks obviously had that big run with Tom Brady. They won eight in a row, including the Super Bowl to finish the year. They were seven and five, uh, went on that run. Those are the. That's what you do. That's what. That's what Super Bowl teams wind up doing, is putting together those long streaks, and they get better, and they get better, and they get hot at the right time. Oh, and by the way, and I don't mean to jinx them. I'll knock on wood if you want me to, but like injury wise, this team's one of the healthiest they've been all year. You know, 
I mean, I know Carlton Davis is in concussion protocol and Shaq Barrett has a groin, and those are concerning injuries, right? But they've been fortunate because Zion McCallum has started almost every game for somebody. And, you know, the one or the other, whether it's Jamel Dean or Carlton, have been out. But they got two corners. They're fine there. And they got some depth at outside linebacker. Shaq hasn't had a great year. You'd like to have him, but he's got four and a half sacks. You're not replacing the 19 and a half sacks Shaq Barrett. So you can get by, you know, against this New Orleans team, which is also beat up. You know, they're missing Marshawn Lattimore. They're missing Michael Thomas. Um, you know, they're capable, but they, they're not completely healthy themselves. So, yeah, a healthy Bucks team in the NFC, if they, if they close it out at home, and or this is a beauty, they only need one more win, whether it's, whether it's Sunday against New Orleans or at Carolina. You wouldn't want to make it come down to that final game, but you do have a little bit of house money here. Um, you know, you're going to host somebody and you're playing really well, especially if you, especially if you do close it out with two more wins and you've won six in a row, that's going to be one of the longest winning streaks in the NFL at that point, if they're able to do it. So, and it's a week to week league and it could change and we could all be sitting here, you know, a week from now going, wow, they have no chance to make the playoffs or they lost their quarterback. Like, you know, injuries are a big thing. The teams that are winning this year, with the exception of Joe Flacco and the Browns, and he's like that's like their fourth quarterback, but their defense is so great that it doesn't seem to matter who's behind center. Um, all the teams that are in this thing, they have not lost their quarterbacks. Their quarterbacks are healthy, and there's a lot of teams that can't say that right now, and they're they're leaking oil, you know. Um, but the Bucks have their guy, and as long as he's under center. They got a really good shot. I mean, I didn't think I'd say it, but I've watched it and it's real and they're they're playing good ball and they've figured some things out and they're they're a hard team to play, you know? And so like to see him have a third receiver. It's kind of been a different guy every week, make a play or two. Uh, I think that's a problem, but as long as Rashad's gonna be that third guy, that's fine. And um they're doing some stuff. And defensively if if that guy that we saw in 2020, if Devin White, if Get Live 45 is feeling healthy, but more than that is on it, like on his keys, on his reads, like if you watch the interception that he starts that game with, he has the perfect drop. They're playing cover two. It's the old Tampa two. Uh, they got two linebackers up in the A gap. He turns and runs and gets to his mark outside the hash. And he makes a leaping interception. It's a really good catch. But he got to his spot in that zone, and for all the world, he was Derek Brooks that on that play. And then he makes another impact play. And he got one taken away because they had roughing the passer. It was clearly a sack. It was a ridiculous call. Um, if that guy shows up for these last few weeks and for the postseason, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've seen how this goes. Winfield, Devin White, ring a bell, New Orleans. Saints up by seven, driving at the plus 40. And Winfield forces a fumble. Devin White picks it up, and the Bucks go on and, win, and score 17 unanswered and win the game and go on and win the Super Bowl. Like, that's – he's a difference maker, and he played all but three snaps. So this whole platoon thing, it's done. You know, maybe maybe you'll see KJ in short yardage or some damn thing, um, but it's pretty much done as long as Devin White is going to go out there and ball out. 
you know, and that's the thing. Like there's so much meat on the bone with him um, that he can take over games. He has that ability. He's done it. He's a Super Bowl champion. He made the interception to seal that that deal. And uh, you know, and the way Winfield's playing and others like, you know, Cansey. How about Yaya Diaby leading the NFL in rookies for sacks, leading the team in sacks with six and a half. Didn't even start for half the season. These are young guys that, you know, usually when you get to the postseason with the Bucks like a year ago, they were out of gas. They had older players. They had nothing left, no legs at all. These young guys, even though they kind of come through the rookie wall, they're still going. They're still getting better each week. They're feeling more comfortable. They know what they're doing now. Um, and so it's kind of arrow up as, as opposed to the team wearing down. So anyway, I, I sound bullish on the Bucks right now. I am a little bit. I, I kind of think that this is this is not a mirage. I think they're good. I don't know that they're great, and I don't know they're going to win a Super Bowl, but I'll say this. I couldn't tell you who's going to in the NFC. I think San Francisco is the best team. But you made this point before we came on. Is Brock Purdy the guy? Is he? Is he going to be that guy in the playoffs? Because he got hurt last year. We don't know. Right? But I mean, they, play? they have the best roster. In football, I believe. Incre- incredible, yeah. The question is, is their quarterback good enough to get them to the finish line? Right. Because we all know, without a good quarterback, in today's NFL, you're not getting there. No. And just start naming the guys that have won Super Bowls, mm-hmm. right? Black, uh, you know, The guy in Kansas City um, has won two. Brady, of course, won one here. And... I would submit to you that if Mahomes, he's not going to go this year because he has no receivers, and that, that thing's falling apart. But it's going to be Josh Allen. It's going to be uh, Lamar Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, maybe Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff, you forget, went to a Super Bowl. You know, He wasn't necessarily driving the car. He was more of a passenger perhaps, but he, he was there early on in his career. Um, but it's going to be somebody, you know, that, that quarterback has to play big and I don't know if Brock Purdy is, I think he is. I think like some of those balls, like they were, you know, they're bad decisions, but there's a bunch of tip balls too. Look, they didn't play well. And that's the thing. Like you want to be playing well when you get here, but we don't know until you do it. We don't know. Brock Purdy got hurt last year in the championship game and, and that was the end of them. And so, you know, part of it is you got to stay freaking healthy. You know, you can't you can't go down. So all that's this is a wide open playoffs. You know what I mean? Like I I don't think there's a super team. I think the best team I've seen, and maybe it's recency bias, might be might be the Ravens. I think they're hard to play because Lamar is just that dynamic. Um, but I don't think they have like inc- they have a great defense. I think their defense is real, but they don't have like you know studs at every skill position around Lamar. Lamar just kind of gets it done. You know, he's just a unique talent that knows how to make plays at the at big times. So anyway, it'd be interesting. Like we're, I think you know, if you're a Bucks fan, you should be pleased that your team for the third straight year could win a division. For I don't care what the other teams are, or what they have. You think what, what would Dennis Allen do to make the playoffs and and get in there? They they spent a hundred something million dollars for Derek Carr. You know, what would Atlanta do? Arthur Smith's trying to hang on to his job. They've made quarterback change again. Desmond Ritter's out. Um, you know, I, I know Rich McKay wants to get back in the postseason. 
Carolina's not there. They've only won a couple games. So, you, you know, good for the organization that just got rid of Tom Brady and all that salary cap money that they had to eat, and they still managed to come out on top if they if they finish the deal. So we'll see if they do. Listen, for the past 14 years, the skilled pros of May Electric Solar have been installing solar energy systems in Florida. Now they provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service, and while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, never subcontractors, and they've always offered the safest. Well, now May Electric Solar offers a 30-year no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insurer, means that your roof, electrical, and equipment replacement is covered. Solar Insurer even survives May Electric Solar and is owned by the homeowners with no deductibles or additional fees. This policy will transfer to new homeowners with no fee, and this is not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, it only the best contractors are allowed to be part of this program. May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has earned them this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, here's the number. Call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. Let's see what else we got going on. The Lightning have a couple games on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. Yeah, they close out 2023 with a back-to-back home games against uh, the Rangers in Montreal. Uh, the Rangers will be on the back end of a back-to-back to start that. They're in Sunrise on Friday night. And then Montreal's mm-hmm. on the back end of a back-to-back, as the Lightning are too, because they're in Sunrise on Saturday. So, Not for nothing, but they got a road trip coming up after that. Like, mm-hmm. Don't they kind of need to get going here and start start getting some points and start winning a bunch of games? Uh, it would be helpful. And particularly, look, you're in the middle of a five and six at home. Yeah, so they're not you, good you won on the, the road. first two at home. You won the road game at Washington, then you lost the home game against Florida. Yeah. It would be good to get four points this weekend. Yeah, it would. I mean, they're Almost. seventeen, fourteen, and five. They're three games above hockey five hundred. That's, That's not special. No, it's not. Yeah. Now, in their division, teams like Detroit and Montreal started to fall off. They are ahead of them as far as uh, points percentage goes, which is kind of what you look at. Mm-hmm. But there's other teams in the Metro division ahead of them. So right now, if the playoffs started today, they would be the first team out. Mm-hmm. They're actually tied with Washington, but Washington has game in hand. Right. But no, they need they need points, particularly with the home games, because they don't play well on the road this year. No, they've not been good on the road. And I haven't been good on the road for a while, actually. I don't think they were that great last year either. But um, you just kind of take for granted they're going to make the postseason. And, and then you kind of stop and you look at it. You go, we're almost halfway through the year here. and Yeah, they got, they're, they're, 36, not, they're 36 games played out of 82. So yeah. by next weekend, you're at the halfway part, point of the season. Yeah, I mean, you need to start getting there, man, you know. If you're going to be that team, and they've they've kept guys together, and they've added pieces, and they've maxed out the salary cap, like there's a lot, a lot riding on each season here. And your expectation is, you know, you're going to compete for Stanley Cup the year that Kucherov is having. It'd be a waste. You know, you got your goaltender back. Like there's a lot of reasons to think that you know you got a chance to to do something. Well, the road trip next week is not easy either. It's at Winnipeg, at Minnesota, at Boston. Mm. Three good teams. That's tough. Yeah. For a team that's not playing great on the road, um, and then of course we don't know where Wander is. Uh, that continues to be a story. 
uh, out of the Dominican reports that they're tr- I guess they're trying to serve him or want to interrogate Yeah, he was summoned him. to an 11 a.m. meeting. They wanted to talk with him. Yeah. Uh, he did not show. Yeah, and I, I read something, and I don't know exactly the formalities of this. It looks like maybe he's terminated his attorney so that they wouldn't be obligated to give his whereabouts. I, I, I don't know how all that goes. It seems like a lot of legalese to me, and, and frankly, maybe some of it's speculative. But in any event, um, my biggest concern is just like, you know, not just where he is, but how's he doing, right? Like, there's an awful lot on riding on hit the outcome of, of all these cases, and you want to wait and let justice take its course and the evidence be heard and all that. Um, those are very serious charges. Uh, but you also kind of wonder about the guy, you know what I mean? Like this, this is his life and his livelihood and he's a superstar and you take that away from somebody or he takes it away from himself, whatever. Um, you just wonder like, how's he going to be? You know what I mean? So I hope they find him. I hope he, (laughs) hope he surfaces somewhere. Um, but it looks like he doesn't want to be found right now. So I don't know what's going on there. But that's it's definitely a weird – it's a story, and it's a huge story for the Rays because here they finally have a superstar. I mean, this is the legit, bona fide, best player maybe in franchise history, pairing him with a Rosarena, and you've always got a shot, right, when you've got that in the middle of your lineup, and then, you know, you could potentially be, be losing him uh, – for a long time or forever. We just don't know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So that'll be something to follow, but a uh, big football weekend. And of course, your Michigan Wolverines will be going against Alabama. Oh boy. And uh, I don't know if that was a good draw for Michigan because frankly, it should be probably Florida State instead of Alabama, but whatever. Um, both teams kind of like to run the ball. They kind of mirror each other a little bit. Uh, uh, this could be it for Jim Harbaugh. You got a feeling on that one way or the other? I think he leaves at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's after Monday's game or he's playing in the national title game the next week. Yeah. I I just think that what the NCAA trying to do to him and the message they want to send and the example they want to set with him that I think he'll, he'll bolt. There's likely more suspensions uh, on the way for him. Most likely. I mean, you know, they didn't accept the, the initial suspension when he missed the first three games of the year was supposed to be four games. And then the NCAA, either rescinded it or whatever. And so the university did it themselves, imposed three games, mm-hmm. trying to appease that to make it less next year, whatever the NCAA does. Then the suspension at the end of the year, the three games, that was the Big Ten doing that, not the NCAA. Mm-hmm. So that more could come from that. 
Yeah, it's it it feels like he'll jump to the NFL, and I guess he had some interviews. He he pretty much tried to uh, you know just avoid the question entirely, but he didn't. Well, he's gotten used to it. I mean, he's dodged those questions every year. Yeah, for seven or eight. He didn't years rule now. it out though. Like it's interesting the way he couched it. You know, he didn't go there, but he also didn't not go there. Right? Like it's kind of like well, he just said one track mind. We're, we're focused, focused on focused on this, yeah. and you know, but he could have easily said if he chose to. No, but that's he what he said, said every year for the last six or seven years, and he's uh, flirted with the NFL every year. Well, because, frankly, that's where he wants to go back to, I think. Um, I don't know. And, uh, the question is, does he want to go back there, or is he just fed up with lever- the college leveraging system? Leveraging the NFL? Well, uh, leverage, too, but or is it just kind of fed up with the way things work in college? The wild, it's it's the wild, wild west, and you know, just I, 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 who knows? I mean, he's such a quirky guy that I don't. That's, I don't, I don't that's know, for sure. I don't know how many really know him, like as far as exactly what he wants or thinks. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I've seen him. Like I said, I happen to be with him on the beach in in um, in Hawaii, and he's up there calling recruits, texting recruits. You know, was was families out there? You know, um, I, I you know, I just got to say that whatever happens with him, and whether he wins a national title, doesn't this year, if he yeah. if he leaves, you know, four years ago he was written off for dead in college. Oh yeah, couldn't beat couldn't beat Ohio State. I mean, you talk Lost about a guy straight. that changed everything. That mm-hmm. you know said, okay, we got to reevaluate everything. And we're going to do it different. Mm-hmm. And, and from what I understand, he really empowered the players, and they were a big part of this. Well, and, and he, also and he had some did great leaders. Way, oh yeah, right? he did, yeah. Like, like he he's this is not really what you see in college football, which is mm-hmm. we're going to be physical, we're going to maul you, and running the football. Like you know, everybody just wants to run spread option, spread option, get your athlete at quarterback and go. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not what Jim did. You know, not at Jim's, all. He did. He did it his way. They beat Penn State and didn't run the ball since the middle of the second period, or didn't throw the ball. Didn't throw it. Yeah. yeah. Now, granted, he wasn't coaching that game, but and and but that's the way they're built. It, it is the way they're built. It was also in part because Penn State's pass rush was getting to JJ McCarthy every play. So, well, right, right. if we can't pass block, we'll just run block, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it worked. But but not many teams can do that mm-hmm. in, in college football, nor do many even try. Yep. Um, like I said, it's all spread option and, you know, get the best athlete at quarterback and let him make plays with his feet if he can't, have any, if he can't throw it. But, but um, you know, his story is the poster child for if you think you have the right coach, if you, if you have the wrong coach, get rid of him. But mm-hmm. if you think you have the right coach, give them time. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's what every organization or owner should be doing is, you know, okay, we didn't win this year. Is this the right guy to lead us to get us where we want to be ultimately? Yeah. If the answer is yes, then then just because a bad season, a bad stretch, a bad whatever, mm-hmm. like you, you know, I, I think too often, too many organizations don't give enough time. Like you know, Deion Sanders lit the world on fire, at Colorado, and what they finished four and eight. He won four games. Yeah. You know that. Okay, he got off to a hot start, and it turns out he played some teams that weren't as good as we thought, like TCU. Yeah. And, you know, and, and granted, four wins at Colorado, that's a heck of a turnaround from where they were a well, year, from year before. from one, it's, yeah. it's, it's four times the number. And, yeah. and they not for nothing, but because of the attention he got, and mm-hmm. it, they've had an unbelievable recruiting class from what I understand. Mm, it was okay. It wasn't as good as you think it is. 
Really? Yeah. Now, then he gets some guys in the transfer portal. Yeah, the transfer portal will be different. And, and you know, like what Dion's done, I'm not taking anything away from him. I mean, to, to go from one to four wins there, playing in the Pac 12, which was loaded this year, like that's a, that's a good start. Now, we'll see what he does year two and year three, but you got to you got to give time. Everyone thought Deion Sanders was going to suddenly play for the Pac-12 championship this year because he won the first game or two. Right. Yeah, no. That, no. There's a lot of hype. Right. You know, Alex Golish went from one to six wins at USF. That's huge. He wasn't going to win the AAC this year. I didn't expect yeah, him to, is, to win six this year or seven with the gonna, ball game. Is he going to get to ten? Now, is he going to win a conference? Right. But you got to give time. Like, it, it's yeah. – even with the transfer portal and that, it's not an instantaneous reload in your Well, life. I think it's it's hard nowadays though mm-hmm. in college because because of transfer portal and because of of all that. Of course everybody's impatient anyway, they want to win right away. But you know, you can have a whole different set of players each year. You know, it used to be mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, unlike the NFL, the most you have them is for four years. You know, you're constantly having to re- reload. The recruiting thing is all messed up. The NIL is all messed up. College football is not in a good place right now. Uh, And I could see where if you're a coach, you know, it would drive you absolutely bananas, you know. Um, And if you just want to coach ball, the NFL is still the better place to just do that, right? Mm Because that's all it is. It's just ball. Guys aren't going to school. They're professional athletes. They're getting paid. Uh, You know you have draft picks. You you know, you can pick some of your own players, um, you know, it's not a recruiting yeah. sales job. It's just, you know, you, you get the draft pick and you got to choose the best guy and go. But um, I think sometimes that's why, you know, the very few that have actually been successful at both the NFL and the college level sometimes prefer just doing ball. You know what I mean? Well, it depends. Um, Is your goal to just coach ball or do you want to truly help build young men? Young kids and young, yeah, young people. You know, because once you get to the NFL, there's not as much of that. No, no, no. It's just it's bottom line business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just win or lose, and and, uh, and and Harbaugh's been one who's been successful at both. He has, and but he but he did unlike his brother, he didn't get that Super Bowl. Uh, they no. went a bunch of times, lost you know. to his brother. Yeah, <laughs> they lost to him. Yeah, which is wild to think about. But yeah, so there's there's still unfinished business there. But now Jim and I know people that have worked for him, like Levitt and others. He's going to chew you up now. And, mm-hmm. and and if you're if you hire him, you're you're not just turning over the coaching reins, you're turning over your organization. You know, he is he is going to be the face and he is going to make news every day and he is going to wear you out. You know, there's there's a part of him that uh that you take on just like Michigan has. You know, his personality is bigger than than any university president. And so, you know, you just have to accept that. But He's a hell of a coach, you know, how bad do you want it? And are you willing to, to give that up? And I think I know in San Francisco's case, they just got tired. You know, they just got tired of, of him. Well, and, um, and ultimately they made a choice between the GM and the coach and they chose the GM. They chose the and GM. Probably the wrong choice. Probably. And then they went through some bad coaches and Tom Sula and different guys. But, you know, I don't think it wasn't so much like they didn't think Jim was successful. It's just mm-hmm. they couldn't do him anymore. Like whoever it was, they were willing to take on because that they couldn't do that anymore. Well, there's talk that Harbaugh and the AD at Michigan don't get along. I I would imagine yeah. you would. I would imagine you would. You mm-hmm. know, because the AD has other sports he's got to be concerned about, and Jim could give, you know, any care about that. I mean, that's not what he's focused on. 
he's he's myopic and you know if the things you read and and the things they've been accused of are true you know with respect to stealing signs and you know skirting rules or this that like that's not something you want to put up with either you know like that's part of the deal right is he going to push the envelope like what's you know what 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 really is going on here but um all that is to be sorted out for another time but so so you like, I guess, I'm going to guess you like your Wolverines or are you a little nervous about this Alabama game? I think it's going to be a hell of a matchup. Yeah. I think, you know, this Alabama team's gotten better all year long. Yep. You know, the, the team that they were the first month of the season isn't the team they are now. I, I think they're probably more battle-tested than Michigan, although Michigan did play, you know, Penn State and Ohio State down the stretch and beat them without their head coach. Right. You know, which is impressive. So – uh, look, I, I think you know Alabama. You know, Nick Saban's battle tested, but Michigan's been to the playoff the last two years. Like those they kids, those take, kids they should haven't be taking advantage of it. They though. haven't. Like, that's and, the thing. And you know, those kids got to be. You know, you got to assume that they are extremely motivated, fed up. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're you embracing. They're embracing the fact that they're the favorite. Although the betting favorite, they may not be by the time kickoff comes, but. Mm-hmm. You know, but they've kind of embraced that all year. That okay, Michigan versus these, everybody the, mentality. These teams are similar in that they, you know, mm-hmm. they both they both kind of play a similar style. They want to run the football. Their quarterbacks are dynamic at times, and mm-hmm. you know, they're they're, they're you know, storied programs. How will Milrow play in the biggest stage? We don't know that. I mean, McCarthy's uh-huh. been there. Yeah, JJ you could, you could argue he advantage. he was the reason they lost the game against TCU last year. Two really bad interceptions. Yeah, bad interceptions, yeah. You know, so what did he learn from that? Where is he growing from that? Yeah. I I, I uh, think this is going to be a tremendous matchup. Texas-Washington strikes me as your heart, at least mine, is sort of with Washington. I mean, Michael Penix Jr. from Tampa, like that's been a great story. He's a tremendous thrower of the football. They Those two Oregon games are the best two college football games I saw all year. Mm-hmm. They were tremendous, right? Beating Bo Nix, the way they did it, and they were more physical the second time. But there's something about Texas with this Texas team that I just feel like Washington, whoever they play, it always feels like they're playing uphill. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. can't just say, "Oh, Washington's a better team." They're gonna. Mm, I think Texas might be better, you know. But that'll be a great game too. But I, I'm I'm really hoping. I'd love to see. Uh, the Huskies get in because it's just been a magical year for for Penix and those guys out there. And, um, so I'm I'm gonna kind of pull for the local kid as much as I pull for anybody. But uh, that game that game's gonna have some talented players on it too. Like mm-hmm. I I have no clue who's gonna win that one. I feel pretty good about Michigan. I don't feel great, but I would lean towards them a little bit with the Alabama game. But like I literally don't have a feel for Oregon and or, or for uh, Washington and Texas at all. I'd love to see Penix. Advance, but I think Texas wins. You think Texas? That's the kind of what I'm leaning. I'm, yeah. I, it, it, like I expect Texas to just kind of like out athlete them somehow. Yeah, I think I think their 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 defense is going to be the best defense Washington's faced all year. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's going to be a tough day for him, but uh, but should be great games. But he's a special quarterback, and you know he rises to the occasion. He always does, and if he has the ball last, that's the one thing you can say is like he mm-hmm. will take you down and score. He has had to do that in big games time and time again. He makes unbelievable plays in clutch times. 
tremendous throws that you don't think he can get in there, and he just does it time and time again. So, um, you know, until he proves otherwise, it's been a great story. So, yeah, great great weekend for college football. Of course, the Bucks on Sunday uh, have a chance for a hat and a T-shirt game. Could win the NFC South. That'll be big. We'll be back to talk to you about that. And New, uh, and New Year's. And New Year's. This and is our last New show Year. of 2023. Yeah. There you go. Another season in the books. Although, I don't even know how, how many it's been. But although we'll record one more in 2023. You just won't hear it till 2024. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do it on New Year's Eve. God help me. I'm going to try to do one from the stadium or somewhere. Um, it, thankfully, it's a 1 o'clock game, which is nice. Yeah, the Lightning play at 7, unfortunately. Last yes. year was a 5 o'clock New Year's game, which was doable. Seven. I went to a New Year's game last year, I think, at the Lightning. But that was 5 o'clock, so that was a much was a better, earlier, yeah. much better timing. 7 o'clock, it, not so good. Yeah, made it back for the, the drop of the ball or whatever. So, um, Anyway, be safe out there, whatever you guys do. Um, be smart and safe and don't hurt anyone. And We'll see you back in 2024. So thanks for listening. For Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud of Tampa Times. Have a happy new year, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 